0: seven days a week, 24 hours a day, my radio contact.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parks and we're here talking all things for Red Devils joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul?
0: Hiya, Rob. You okay, mate? How's your week been, mate? Yeah, it's been really good. Really good. Uh, enjoyed Saturday. Oh. I nearly said Sunday then. Saturday at Warrington was a, was a good trip, wasn't it? We had a good time there. Shame about the result, but we, we had another good run out, didn't we? And it's all given us good preparation in time for the Super League kick-off.
1: Yeah, it was a good game. Obviously, we'll talk about that in, in the next cu- couple of minutes. Um, what else have we got on the show this week, Paul? Loads going on. We've got uh, interviews with Rob Louie, uh, Craig Kopjack, Josh Wood and Tyrone McCarthy reacting to the defeat against Warrington. All the big news coming out of the club um, and lots to come. So, so next up, we're going to be talking about all the news coming out of South Red Devils. Devil so we're going to start with ticket news Uh, away tickets are available for both the Saints game and the Wakefield game to come in the next few weeks Paul I think it's massively important because the club get is it 50% of the ticket price uh, that us fans if you go into these games purchase uh, through the club uh, to help it grow yeah,
0: certainly, yeah, because we all know you can pay on the day, can't you? When you get to the the, the away ground that you go into, but but yeah, I think if you can if you can put some money back into Salford and and get your tickets from there, then definitely, yeah, they're our first two away games, I believe, aren't they? Wakefield away, the second game, I think, and then we've got a match at home, then the the, the Saint Helens game. Not two grounds that we we win at very often, but uh, but yeah, I'll be I'll be buying my ticket for the club.
1: Yeah, I think it's, like I said before, it's massively important, obviously, to keep our, open up a few revenue streams, buying your merchandise if you don't normally buy it, and buying tickets through the club. We, we need this to, don't we, to, to to obviously grow as a club and, and, and make it bigger and better, and hopefully I, I, I'm going to go and buy myself a shirt shortly. I don't normally buy shirts, but I'm doing my bit, and I'm hoping everyone else does theirs.
0: Yeah, certainly. We spoke about this
1: last week, didn't we, about the shirts
0: and things like that. So, but but tickets, yeah. If you can put some money back into the club, it's a no-brainer, really, and it's to buy
1: you buy your away tickets from uh, from the AJ Bell Stadium. Yep. Other news as well. They're looking for volunteer face painters on a match day um, to entertain the kids. I think it's great. The, cl- the club are doing things for the, for the younger kids, the junior devils of this world, because you know, getting your face painted at the game that would be a highlight of uh, a kid's week. That. Yeah, it certainly
0: is, yeah, and and like we said loads of times on the podcast, the kids are very important, it's important that we get get youngsters in there, they're the future of the club, aren't they? Without them, your club's going to die really, isn't it? So we need to get them in and you need to entertain them as well because, you know, kids when they're young... The rugby's not the be-all and end-all to them, is it? They've still got to have other things to entertain them and and that's great that you get the families down, get the mums and dads down and it's about building the atmosphere again and building those bridges that we sort of lost, I think, over the last couple of years at at Salford. So I'm hoping this season's going to be a big season with everything that's going on off the field with the the new... um directors as we call them of the, of the club and, and the supporters trust as well built, bridges are being built aren't they and it's good to see and all these off the field things as well are happening these activities and events that the trust are putting on and stuff like that is all is all good and, and get everybody in the mood
1: yeah talking about the supporters trust they've got a valentine's day event being held at the grovener casino on the 17th of february paul um it's going to be a great night that yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, I, I believe they've released all the information about that. When do the tickets go on sale, Rob? Is it this Friday?
0: Mm. This Friday at half past nine, is it or something like that? Correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, that's that's a great event that they're putting on there. There's going to be players there, I think, are not there? Um you're going to be attending it it's going to be a, going to be a good event there's, there's food on there I believe as well a good meal and, and what have you so it's going to be a good night That like I said first team squad members will be attending and you know going to a casino I mentioned it last week Rob I've never been to one before so it'll uh, be something new that if I, if I end up going I'm hoping to
1: and uh, yeah get down to it and support it if you can yeah it's uh, 37.50 uh, for a ticket but you get a meal as well involved in that uh, it's great I think the supporters are just doing fantastic things you know getting behind the club and it's good to see yeah well there's not many places you can
0: go to now Rob and get a meal for less than 30 quid anyways so that's going to be a good night I think you get free drink when you get there as well if I'm not mistaken but yeah support the club and get behind that because it's an excellent offer um, and the, the, the trust are doing good things there aren't they with these events and the, the two events that they've put on so far the um the, the night the Nags Head was, was brilliant wasn't it that was excellent Mark Lee attended that and Watson did a great job with Paul Eighton didn't he and that was a really good night everybody enjoyed that and the other event that they put on was the, the kids Christmas party wasn't it the, the soft play in the uh is it play kids in Swindon? yep everybody enjoyed that it was really well run There those players there as well everyone was buzzing they had a great time so at off to them they're doing a good job and i'm sure the next event will be a, a, a raving success as well
1: yeah you get a welcome drink a three course uh, dinner questions and answers with any with the sofa players that are there a raffle entry into the casino with a match play voucher you can learn to play uh, the games in the casino as well because that might be, might be useful that's the way a good
0: idea uh... to learn before you start splashing <laughs> your money out i suppose
1: so uh, yeah. Mm. yeah so you can do that as well and Then also, uh, there's George Grove and Chris uh, Chris Eubank Jr. um, are involved in a boxing matches that night, so they're they're going to be live streaming them games as well. So you know, it's a fun box in the arena. So a like uh, I think, is it? I is
0: think it a friend of mine's going to that? Yeah, it's the Super Six tournament. I'll be watching that hopefully, if I'm down there, mm. but that's 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 worth going for just for that.
1: Yep. Yeah, so I'd say it's thirty-seven fifty per person. Arriving at seven p.m. and the dinner is served at seven forty-five.
0: Yeah, uh, like I said, thirty-seven
1: pound fifty for a three-course dinner. Where would you get that wrong? Mm.
0: You wouldn't get that anywhere, would you? So that that's quality.
1: It's very good value. Very good value. So make sure if you're going to. Because it's near Valentine's Day that, that weekend as well, so like
0: we said, how many does it say on there? How many tickets are available? Because I think it's limited numbers, isn't it? So once the tickets are gone, they they gone aren't they so. Uh, oh,
1: now you've said that people are going yeah, to be falling over there, each yeah,
0: other. He says on there limited
1: limited availability, so so don't delay. You know, get onto that quickly as possible. Don't delay, do it today. That's the shout. That's what they say. Yep. So don't forget, get yourselves down there and support that. Next up on the Devil in Detail, we're going to be talking about the Warrington game on Saturday.
2: You're
1: listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your Big Match Review. So, Salford Devils went to Warrington defeated 18-6 on Saturday, Paul. Tough defeat for Salford. It was. It was a funny game, really. I thought we, we bossed the first half. Uh, you know, Warrington started at a quick
0: pace. You know, they've got some, some good players in there. Ben Murdoch, Masilla, I thought was probably the difference in, in, in the two sides of packs, really. I thought our pack was on top of theirs in that first half. Both sides defended well. It was an arm wrestle early on, as, as some of the players said. And the defences were on top. I thought our defence was good. Warrington had sort of the lion's share of the possession in the first half. 20 minutes of the game, and we got that good try from Robert Louis off uh, off Gareth O'Brien's kick. I'm a, I apologize to the supporters because I said in my video match report that Robert Louis chased his own kick up, <laughs> and I wrote that I mean written match report as well, but he didn't. sure sh- sh- shows I should have watched the highlights. <laughs> it was uh, Gareth O'Brien who put the kick through, but but yeah, it was it was a good first half, and you know Ben Murdoch Macilla setting up that try for uh, Joe Philbin. I think it was trademark Macilla run, wanted it an offload to, to get Warrington level at six apiece at halftime. But the good it was a good first half, and I thought Warrington just up the ante a bit in the second half. Daryl Clark did the damage there, but I, one thing I, I did notice, Warrington sort of spelled their forwards then, didn't they, when giving people 10, 10 minutes ago, and whereas we sort of made wholesale change in that second half to give guys a run out. So perhaps Warrington wanted to win that game a bit more in front of the home fans. I think Ian Watson alluded to that as well, but all in
1: all, I thought it was a good hit out and a good performance. Yeah, so before we go on any further about that, here's the highlights provided by Sofa Devils TV. It's Wood again. again. So a little kick through, the chase there, off the post, and it's a try, Rob Lewis scoops the ball, off the field and scores by the post for Salford Red Devils. Good set, six out there,
0: I think Salford seem to target Ben Burnham-Massou in that set there on the line, they run it a couple of times, worn him out, the defence got sucked in, excellent kick, we've got a bit of fortune with it ricocheting off the post, but you've got to be there, and Robert Lewis
1: was. Warrington are a very good side, aren't they Paul, and... Me, me thinking we got one, and it was a, it was a good performance by us. Obviously, we need a bit more, I think. But it's you know for a, a measurement, you know, I think we're in the right direction.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes you've just got to get carried away with with pre season friendlies and, and 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 judge them too much. I mean, last season we played Hull at home. I think I've said this before. I might have said it on last week's podcast. We beat Hull 16 nil. I think last season Hull went on to finish in the top four. Correct me if I'm wrong. They did finish top four, didn't they? They won the Challenge Cup. They got to Wembley, won the Challenge Cup final. So don't worry too much and panic too much about pre-season games because I think people do sometimes get a bit hung up on them don't they it's all about Ian Watson Um testing players out, working on combinations, getting getting players right in the right positions, getting his half-back combinations right. You know, and just getting the guys up to match fitness as well. Let, let's not forget, you know, for the lads who have not been to the World Cup, we've not played regular since September, ever since that uh, St. Helens game. So that's what it's all about. You, nobody hands trophies out at, at pre-season games in January. The trophies are handed out. It's a long season. So let's not worry too much. We've had two good hit-outs against Swinton and Warrington. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot to be positive about.
1: Ian Watson obviously mixing up his halfback combination throughout the game with little John coming in on the in the second half. Who, who do you think shone out of the three of them the most? I thought Gareth O'Brien was good. I thought Gareth, you know, played
0: well in the first half. I think we still we still missing that Michael Dobson figure. You know, Michael Dobson last season led us round the park, and out of the two games I've seen up to now. Out of those three players, not one of them has really grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and, and led us round the park. I thought to a certain extent in the first game against Swinton, no disrespect to them, though they're at a lower level. Jack Little John did a good job in that first half. I thought Jack Littlejohn was a bit off the pace against Warrington. A lot of his passing was, was very flat and he got pulled for, for a lot of forward passes. So that's something he needs to needs to work on and needs to get right. Um, you know, playing in the NRL, a lot of their balls are flat balls, aren't they? And they play a different a different way to us and perhaps you get away with it over there. But that's something that I'm sure he'll work on with Ian Watson. Uh, Gareth O'Brien and Robert Louis I think that that back partnership's got a lot of potential. You know Robert Louis is a, is a good runner. He he can set tries up as well but like I said I, I still I'm still waiting to see somebody leaders
1: I think. I think you need that if you're going to win matches. I think with little John, for me, uh, Paul, always wanted to keep, get the ball moving. Always wanted to get the play going. Got a penalty. Usually, Salford so stand around, have a chat, see what they want to do. He just boots the ball into touch, and we go with what we've got. And that's and that for me. That's a good sign for me because he wants to keep the momentum going. Wants to keep the ball rolling, and you know things like that. Little things like that make make a big difference for me.
0: Yeah, well, let's not forget he's played two matches. He? Well, not even two games because he, he he's only sort of played bit parts in the games really. So you've got to settle in. You've got to. Settling halfback is probably one of the most difficult positions to settle into in, in a rugby league in a rugby league team. You, you you're pivotal to how how the team runs out. you like the the sort of in the engine room out of, of the side. So uh, he's got to settle as well. He's come from a different country. He's come from a different competition. So I think you've got to give the lad a, a ladder chance. But we've got three guys there who are going to be vying for those spots because Nia Levels is going to make that full-back spot his own. I mean, he's looked quality in both the friendly games. He looked quality at the back end of last year. So I'm, I'm sure Nia Levels will be nailed down to play that position this season. And, and to be honest with you, in my opinion, I think Niles is better off at full-back than, than Gareth O'Brien. I mean, there'll be a debate for that that could rage on all day. But that, those three now have got to settle that between them, haven't they, and, and see who plays in that position. I mean, Robert Louis, can, can Robert Louis fill in a hooker as well? I'm not too sure. But uh, and Ian Watson's got a conundrum there. He needs to decide now which which two are going to start against Wigan.
1: Yeah, I thought the forwards were, did a good job as well against the big Warrington pack. Um Successful teams, are big forwards going forward, and you know the likes of Lee Mossop back in the back in the team, um, and Zongi, you know, moving forward as well. Uh, it was good for me. Yeah, Levy and Zungu looks a good forward. He, he's
0: he's quite raw. He reminds me a bit of the guy at Castleford, that Gadwin Springer. You know, quite looks quite unorthodox, but he's not afraid to get involved, is he? He's only he's only 20. I think he was 20 yesterday, so he's only young. But he, he's a, he's raw boned, and I think he's got talent there. I, th- I think he's going to uh, come to the fore this season. Obviously, he's green and he needs the experience. You've got Luke Burgess there as well. who's like one of the older statesmen of the side now. I think the, the young guys are going to benefit from playing with him. Gavin Benian looks to see looks to have a bit about him. Uh, Daniel Murray, I think, is. Progressed. I thought Daniel had a good hit out on uh, on Saturday against his former team, Warrington, and it looks like he's improved his defence as well. Daniel's got good footwork for a prop forward as well. You know, he has got a bit about his game, and I was speaking um, to my dad about Daniel the other day, and we were talking about like prop forwards and how sometimes they don't sort of... Um come To the four to the late 20s, really, and he's only 21, isn't he? So he's got years ahead of him now. Some type prop played to the like, mid 30s, don't they? So he's got years ahead of him to develop. So he's a, a really exciting prospect, as you mentioned there. Lee Mossop, I thought he was good. Lama Tazi, big guy, does mm-hmm. a lot of damage as well. So, uh, so yeah. The, the was Mark Flanagan. It was good to see Mark back out there. He he's, he holds us together as we've mentioned before. You know, in attack and defence. So yeah, it was a good hit out. And a bit a special mention to Josh Wood, who we spoke to, didn't we, mm. after the game? Josh Wood looked very, very impressive as he did against Swinton as well. And he told us he he knows he's got to up his game now.
1: And I think he he wants to be in that starting lineup every week. I think with Josh Wood, he's looking zippy. You know, obviously round yeah. the ruck because obviously Chris Brining wasn't wasn't available. Uh, he wasn't playing Logan Tompkins and Josh Wood for me Josh Wood's been our best hooker so far this well, season I, I
0: think so yeah and he did some good defensive work as well he put some big hits in he's filled out he, he said that to us he, he's, he's been given a, a target weight by uh, by GB the the conditioner trainer uh, Greg Brown so he's he's come back at that weight and whether he's put a bit on he looks like he has to me um, and, and that's all well and good that's going to stand him in good stead and, and sometimes when players have got injuries like Chris Browning, that can be an opportunity for another player to come in at I mean we wish Chris Brandon all the best we want him to come back don't we but sometimes that can open the door to other players and give other players a chance and I think Josh Woods noticed that and he sees that and for me he's got to start against Wigan
1: Yeah, yeah. obviously we spoke to Craig Cup Jack Tyrone McArthur Rob Louie, and Josh Wood after the game against Warrington uh, and this is what they had to say So I'm joined by Tyrone McArthur good work out of that despite, despite defeat
3: Yeah definitely obviously getting some Super League opposition uh, gives a chance to see where we're actually at um, getting some quality opposition um, but yeah we're pretty um, pretty happy with what we turned out that first half obviously a couple of areas that we can work on um, but yeah that's the whole purpose of these games
1: How was your pre-season gone do you feel like and raring to go
3: yeah it's, um, obviously the back of the World Cup it's, it's always a bit difficult obviously trying to catch up you always come in a bit later and catching up with a few of the boys but yeah you've still got that kind of match fitness there and yeah it was probably just before Christmas I was feeling a bit heavy in that but now yeah I feel fresh and re- ready for the start of the season
1: yeah Wigan in two weeks time Super League 2018 starting again excitement building
3: yeah definitely that's um, that's why we play we do all that hard training just so for this. we can't wait for that First game's come around, and obviously, we're going to always be a tough test, so I think it's a great start to the year for us. And hopefully, we can do some uh, go, go one step further this year in, in terms of achievements. But yeah, it's um, got to start well in that round one game. Cheers, big thanks for talking to us and demo of the detail. Uh, thank you. So, we're joined by Craig Copjack. Jack. Yep. Um,
1: good performance, say, despite defeat.
3: I um, yeah, I'm just saying there, uh, a lot of positive side of that game, to be fair. Um, if we cut, you know, some silly silly errors out, uh, some penalties, but. You know, that's our flair, we, we like to play with the ball a little bit, you know, we've got a massive pack and some massive wingers, so we like to play around a little bit, and you know, I think, you know, we're still trying to gel a little bit as well, uh, and like I say, a lot of positives out of that. Yeah, honestly, looking forward to the Wigan game in a couple of weeks,
1: two weeks to build up, get a bit of a sort of continuality in the squad and in the team, and hopefully kick on.
3: Yeah, you've just hit the nail on the head, um, we can put that right in training, you know, we've been working hard on it all pre-season, and um, you know, it's just time to, you know, kick on, right? No, really. Uh, I think when when the round one comes, you know, them them errors, and penalties. I think they'll cut out. Um, but uh, on, on, a, on on a general overall look at the game, I thought it was very positive. Cheers. Thanks. Talk to us in the depth in detail. Cheers. Thank
0: you. I've just been Josh joined by Josh. Just been joined by Josh Wood. How do you
3: think today went, mate? Uh, I mean it went well. Uh, good good start to the game, uh, good arm wrestle. Uh follow the boys dug in. Uh, just need to fix some things up for looking game. How do you uh, feel how do you feel your sort of pre-seasons
0: going? You seem to be making a lot of progress and your box has been singing your praises and you know you must be uh,
3: be confident now of tying down the first team spot. Yeah I'm just um, just happy to play these two games. I uh, feel like I've stuck in in pre-season. Uh, my shoulders are all good now, so I've had no worries with that, so I'm just getting kind of stuck in really, just enjoying my rugby. What have you been working on in the pre-season, because you seem, you seem a lot
0: a lot sharper, a lot bigger than you were last season. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, GB sessions, GB said it wants to come back at a certain weight, uh, so I, I hit that target, um, just getting kind of stuck in really, and just... I thought, yeah, I thought to myself in off-season, I had to work with myself and just thought, and then am go make... It's um, now never, saw Yes, Yeah, I thought I'd start there, start digging in, so...
0: How much yeah. are you looking forward to that Wigan game? That's your hometown, club Fluminant Wigan, on yeah, Friday yeah. the 2nd of uh, February. You,
3: you'll you be going out the to got to, to play in that game. Yeah, up. yeah, um, we're off next uh, I think. No game next weekend, so I'll just go off digging and training, hopefully. Getting that state team, so... Just go off to, to dig in, really. Best, yeah, of this, best of luck for this season, John. Yeah, Thank you. Uh, thank you very, very
4: much for speaking much. to us yeah. today we'll see you soon yeah, Thanks,
1: mate. thank you bye. so we're joined by Rob Lewis.
4: tough game that yeah it was um, we started off good um, but we always knew when they uh, like you know the new boys young boys coming coming in the second half was always going to change but it was good to get a hit out and, um, first 80 minutes there um, I, thought we, I thought we went well yeah obviously uh, we're getting in
1: two weeks time you know a lot of things to build after that
4: yeah there is we know what to work on um, we know if we defend well um we're in the game, so but there was just a lot of mistakes there, so and you can't really mis- have mistakes here uh, with a class team. I like warrant and you know Wigan, they're going to count on that, so we don't want that. So we're going to, you know, train hard for the next two weeks and bring on Wigan round one. Yeah, you've got you, you've
1: got uh, Gaz O'Brien, you've got Little John, Mac mixing themselves up for that halfback role, and yeah. you know,
4: are you feeling confident you're going to nail down the place? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping. Fingers crossed, um, I've um, been poorly, but. But I know um, I know what I have to do, um, and I know if I if I play to my best ability, uh, you know we should win. So, but um, I'm happy. Um, you know, Jack Littlejohn's pushing for a spot, Gaz pushing for a spot, and Nile as well. So there's competition there, which is good. Yeah, I know, um With Salford, um, I know with the pressures um, from other players, it pushes people to you know play better. So. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens, and whatever what I want.
1: Yeah, it was a big season last season, obviously with the Challenge to semi-final and the top top four finish. This season, open for more than the same.
4: Yeah, one hundred percent. We um we want to do better. Um, we know we know what we need to do to get into them finals, cup finals. But I think it just comes down to individual. If we if we we right um, individually, and we come together as a team, especially in the crunch times, I reckon we should go should go or even better and a cup semi hopefully a final Cheers big thanks for talking to us in the devil Lisa no, thank you very much so
1: that was all the players talking about the defeat at Warrington but you know two games into our 2018 season one against Swinton one against Warrington you know we, we can see something building here Paul
0: yeah we can we can it's a long hard season I've not it like I said before you can't really really look at friendly games last season like I said we beat Hull 16-0 but we struggled at it's And we only beat Halifax 13-6. So, and people, I remember people moaning coming out of uh, the chase, saying, oh, you're going to struggle this season. We've struggled to beat Halifax, blah, blah, blah. And yet we came, we went on and and finished seventh, didn't we, overall, and fourth after 23 rounds and got to a cup semi-final. So, I don't think you can judge things on on friendly games. It's all about getting things right, like we said before, and and hitting that Wigan game. Because, you know, Wigan are are notoriously slow starters in the league, aren't they? But I think they're going to have a point to prove, like we said on, on, on Saturday, Wigan by their standards they were pretty poor last season weren't they I know they got to a cup final but whereas league form goes they, they didn't finish and didn't get in the top four did they? so they're going to have a point to prove and I think Sean Wayne's going to have them fired up for that first night
1: Yeah we spoke to Ian Watson um, after the game uh, and this is what he had to say
2: Coach's corner.
0: Right to the final pre-season game close well, season here and watching Jones bit. What
2: did you make of that today's first half? I thought we went really well. Yeah I thought it was good. Um, what we set out to do we kind of we got out of it, really, kind of that competitive. Uh, the competition playing against a Super League team, and if you look at their kind of team now, they set up. Um, it was an international pack they had out there as well. So to be able to challenge ourselves against that was a good test for us coming into the preseason, uh, into the season. Give you a chance to change the halfback combinations around today. Yeah. Did you learn anything from that today? Oh, it's just having a little look. Um, the real good competition place. Then we have got three really good halfbacks as well, and three kind of great blokes as well. So it's kind of nailing it down and getting a little bit of continuity between them and seeing them. Um, what what the differences are between them and kind of how who suits our team best to start off when we play against Wigan. Josh Wood again, I thought was excellent. He's made a lot of progress yeah. the back end of last season. Yeah, he's developed. Get, again, that comes from kind of playing games as well. If you think about like last year, kind of at the back end, um, during the year, Josh got quite a few games, but at the back end of the year with people like Daisy and people like that having that kind of game time, it means they become a better level of a footballer as well and Josh is, the work he's done in the off-season to be fair and the pre-season's kind of set him up for what he's getting now and I'm a big believer that if you work hard kind of in the pre-season then you'll have a good season and it's showing up well for Josh at the moment. Second half Warrington seem to pull away from it but you know it's a, that's a good result really. I suppose against a side that's probably going to be challenging aren't they? Yeah well to be fair it's, if, you, if you look at it as well is they, they kept rotating the middles um, so Hill came on for 10 minutes, kind of Phil being, people like kind of kept coming on for 10 minutes. So the main middles, Cooper, Clark, they were all kind of coming on and off pretty short spells. So they they obviously had an outset that they wanted to kind of win this friendly with being at home in front of the the crowd as well. Mm -hmm. And they manipulated the players to kind of do that. Ours was more important about getting some game time under players' belts, making sure we could see them against Super League opposition as well. So it worked out probably really well for both teams, to be fair. How do you approach the next two weeks now with it being two weeks on Friday to the Wigan game? Is it just
0: sort of switching things around now and tuning things up for that match
2: yeah this will be kind of getting a, the repetition now so what we'll find is some guys will be getting more repetitions than others in training and it'll get kind of competitive amongst ourselves as well because you, you want to be playing in that first game against Wigan and to be fair there's, a, there's still a few slots there which will be twined out yet yeah, over the next couple of weeks in training have you got the, 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 the team in your head now for that game or are, are, well, is it still like, that round
0: to
4: be made yeah
2: roundabout I think it's more on kind of like I say, once we get that repetition in and we're nailing everything, kind of the continuity between the spine of the team and stuff like that, and seeing what's best. But generally, everyone will kind of have a, a team in their hands at the moment. Obviously, Chris Bryan is missed the two friendly games. Yeah, how's how's he doing? Is it a neck injury he's got? Yeah, he's had a, we had to have a little um, injection. But, it was a bit more of a bulge than what we actually thought. To be fair, so. That's just putting back a couple of weeks more than anything. Like I said before, that he, training he was fine, um, so we'll just see where he gets to on the back of that. But obviously, with the emergence of Josh on that, that puts um, the pressure on. Kinda of puts a test
0: it on him yeah, now, yeah. It as well. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. very much for speaking to us today, Ian. Best of luck with the next two weeks, and we'll see you against Wigan in a few weeks. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. mate. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Cheers.
2: Coach's corner.
1: So, that was Ian Watson talking about the defeat against Warrington on Saturday, Paul. Like you said, next two weeks it going to be big for him and his coaching staff to get the players revved up.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. It's come round fast at the start of the season. What is, what is it, a week on Friday now? We're on, we're on Monday, Tuesday when we're recording this. So, yeah, it's not long at all now to go and I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. It, it does seem ages, doesn't it, since September. I don't know we've had these friendly games, but it's not, not quite the same as the cut and thrust of, of Super League action every week. So, yeah, really looking forward to it now and... I'm looking forward to see what we can do I mean you can only do so much with predictions and that can't you know you see people on social media saying we're going to do this that and the other and other supporters saying we're going to finish in the bottom four some saying we're going to finish top four you know let, the proof's going to be in a pudding, isn't it we're going to find out sooner how, how good or, or how indifferent we are or whatever so I'm confident we can we can make that top eight and I think that's what it's all about now Rob I think we've got to, we've got to
1: aim as, as high as we can Yeah he was in the press this week uh, kind of saying that there's, there's no sort of people coming in uh, at this stage of the season, Paul. Um, but looking around that squad, it, that squad took us to the top four uh, in the start of the standard league season, didn't it? So you're hoping that they can do the same again, and we won't need sort of investment. Uh, with more signings in the future.
0: Yeah, well, they say that there's nobody else coming in, but there'll be nobody else coming in any of the other squads either. People have done the recruiting now, and you probably find most of the sides are up to the salary cap anyway, so they're not going to sign it. It's not very often you see people coming in midway through a season anyway, so I don't understand people's points on that. Uh, just going back to last season, yeah, the squad is pretty similar, but you've lost, you've lost two big players in Dobson and, and Missilla, who were big, big stars last season, and, and time will tell how well they've been replaced. We're not going to know until you know sort of in as the season kicks off and progresses so so it's going to be it's going to be a tough season but I think we've recruited quite smartly. Uh, I think we we've, we've got a bit of strength in depth there. I think in certain positions anyway, certain positions we still look a bit threadbare, you know, out wide, in the centers we look a bit short but you know, I don't want to be too downhearted.
1: We, we've just got to wait and see now and to see what happens. Yeah, we're kind of run, riding away with positivity, aren't we, yeah, off, of off the pitch at the moment uh, with the supporters' trust and, you know, the, the new directors coming in. And I think it's important that we continue that uh, to, to build, you know, what we're going yet. On the field's important. You know, Ian Watson and the players have got a massive responsibility. Obviously, last season with all the fantastic stuff they did to back it up. Because obviously... History doesn't really, you know, favour us over when it comes to backing up a season. Um and can we kinda like change that? Can can this season be as good as last season, Paul?
0: Yeah, well don't forget we're on quite a bad run really, aren't we? I think we only won the one game, didn't we, in the in the, the super dates last season, beating Huddersfield. So if you if you take sort the back end of that last season, I don't know how many we won out of how many. It was like one in fourteen or thirty mm. or something like that. Anyway, don't quote me on it. So our form is not where it was, if you know what I mean. So we need to start the season in a positive manner, don't we? Because losing becomes a habit, as we all know. And... You know what we don't want is to, to start the season and lose the first couple of games because then supporters lose faith don't they and, and things like that so we, we need to make a good start don't we a good positive start and the, no better start could be than to beat Wigan you know we, we, I know Wigan aren't the champions but they're a big side aren't they a big name coming down to the AJ Bell Stadium and on that Friday night if we can put one over Wigan that could really send out a statement to the rest of the league and send a statement out to the public of Salford as well that you know that we're here we're going to do a job and uh, you know I think that, that could start a, a snowball
1: effect yeah, beating Wigan, then going to Wakefield the week after. Um, you know, games like that. You think if the you know if we're winning every week, people of Salford will back it. Especially with the new initiatives that you know the 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 directors are bringing in uh, to try and get new fans in. And you know, we've got a, you know big round of applause for them for doing ideas like that. Uh, you're just hoping the people of Salford and the local businesses can kind of you know buy into it and and help grow the club.
0: Yeah, certainly, and it's not just a thing that's going to. Happen for the first couple of weeks of the season this is something that's got to go on throughout the season now we need people to keep faith you know we've seen it before things happen and then you know six weeks and you lose a couple of games and everybody drops off don't they and you just got your dyads that keep going so people have got to stick in there you know I've said it to you before and you have said it to me we both know don't we support and solve for, solves for life not just for Christmas as the old saying <laughs> was but it is though isn't it you, you, you know you're there for life now aren't you you've got you've got to embrace it and, and get on with it and you know, the way I look at things, people ask me sometimes, oh, for your prediction and how you think they're going to go on, and I don't like making predictions. The only prediction is, oh, we're going to be there next season, aren't we? You've just got to keep going, haven't you? So whatever happens, happens. And But I'm confident the coach we've got here in Watson, has done a good job up to now. Um, I was saying to somebody today, the job that he's done under the pressure that he's been with oh, all yeah. the off-field stuff, yeah. and how he's had to shelter the players from all that, if he's not got that to deal with as
1: well, that can only make him a better coach in the long run. Yeah, I agree with that, Paul. There's a lot of uh, lot of things going on, in, in you know, above him and around him, and he's able to kind of, like you said, shield the players and just motivate them to 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 play to their you know maximum potential. You know, he's got to be applauded for that. Um, and yeah, he took us to a, a Challenge Cup semi final. took us to our highest uh, league position in a long, long time. And you know, you know, I think it's a good thing. It's just a matter of you know backing him and obviously hopefully investing in you know the the sort of the academy and, and you know the future of our club because obviously not having a, an academy is a, a problem if your squad's quite small which ours is um, so you're hoping like you say you know he stays we managed to keep him long enough to build a club around him Certainly, yeah, and he
0: got us playing a, a cracking brand, brand of rugby league as well, Rob, last season. Some of the, the performances were, were tremendous, and yeah, I know, I know where you're coming from about the academy. You know where I stand on that. I think it's a, a disgrace that we've not got an academy, and I think every team in the Super League should have one. I think it should be part of the criteria, and I've had a good chat with Alan Hunt today. I've been doing an interview with him. It was about three hours long, actually, but we had a fantastic chat, and he's very passionate about that, and the stuff he told me, it's it, 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 yeah, it's... It's just—it's such a shame how he's not still at Salford, and it, you know he should be. He's lost to the game. He's a fantastic person, and the knowledge that he portrays I mean I could talk about all night but but yeah we, we were playing a, a great brand of rugby last season and and I'm sure Ian Watson will get that out of the players again now but the players have got a responsibility as well Rob they've got to perform you know there's some there's some good players there at the club there's I won't say we've got we've got loads and loads of big names but there's some seasoned pros there aren't they like, so like Luke Burgess Lee Mossop Mark Flanagan they've been around the block haven't they and I, I don't doubt for one minute they won't deliver Rob I'm sure they will but they've got a responsibility to do that
1: I just think it's the biggest challenge I think of of a few of their careers. Obviously, you can play, uh, you know, the likes of Wigan and Leeds, but you've got history there. You're kind of following a sort of a, a journey which teams before you have followed and this Salford team, there's there's no trailblazer in front of them. You're making that, that, that journey yourself and I think that's a very difficult thing to do. Last season, you know, with a with top eight finish in the Challenge Cup semi-final, that's the one step the, the big the big challenge for me now, Paul, is taking that next step and taking the step after and being consistent for the next two, three, four, five years down the line. It will be tough. It will be ups and downs along the way. Uh, but confident that the boys have got it in them to make the difference.
0: Yeah, it will be tough, but we know that we've done it now. We, we did it last season, we, we, we finished there, we proved to ourselves that we can do that, we can finish in that, that top eight. But like you said, the the proof is being able to do it week in, week out, we know we're going to get tested next season. Super League's tough, it's an unforgiving league. You, you know, you play Hullaway one week, you back up against Leeds the next week, you back up against Saints the next week, then you play Wigan. You're playing top quality sides all the time, aren't you? Even the likes of, no disrespect to Wakefield and Huddersfield, those sort of sides now. Look how good Wakefield were last season. Castleford. I mean, 10 years ago, Castle were waiting for Bobbins, weren't they? Now, in the bottom of the table, but they've made so much progress. You know, they're not going to be easy beats, are they, next season? Hulk Iara are going to be tough. Got Tim Sheens there coaching them. They're, they're, they're going to be hard to beat on their own ground. Everyone's saying Widness are going to be Bobbins, but got good, good, some good young players. I don't think you're going to get any easy games next season. And my fear is if we were to finish in the bottom four, you're going to be playing the likes of Lee, Toronto. Featherstone Rovers, who've recruited fantastically well, bringing in Martin Ridyard, Gareth Ock people like that. It's a scary thought. I just want to make
1: sure we get in that top eight, and we don't have to deal with that bottom four. But that—that's the old top of mentality of let's just do enough. Let's just do enough to get in the eight. Yeah. This this team, this club, for it to move forward, right? Cannot, I repeat, cannot just say we'll do enough to get in the eight. No, if you in for eight, yeah, yeah. you
0: are going, going to finish ninth.
1: This is this is where we go. We have to reach out and we have to aim high, and that and that's how this club should go from now on. You know, years down, you know, years before, Paul, let's just do enough, let's stay up, let's just do enough, you know, to, 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 to win today and then we get caught and get beat. Yep. If we want this club to move forward, both when off the field, reach high, reach long and go for it.
0: Yeah, certainly. I totally agree with you there, Rob. You're absolutely bang on and you've put me in my place there, really. And, and, and yeah, that, sometimes we have that mentality, don't we? But... The way we did last season, I think you've just got to take Cass as an example, and teams like Wakefield—they—they they probably don't spend the salary cap. Wakefield did it, but yet yeah, look how well they did last season. A lot of it's down to belief, and it's about commitment, and it's about doing the doing your job right in it, and, and winning those home games, and, and believing you can win the games, and a lot of that responsibility lies with the players Ian Watson can only do so much on the training field it's up to those players then who are good players to go out there and deliver
1: yeah and us fans will back them all the way because that's what we we'll do be, Paul yeah
0: of course we will we'll be there every week backing him you know us we'll get behind him every week won't we we won't ask him any dodgy questions no. we'll be there supporting him every week like we do with are we never put him in on his spot we'll be supporting him every week and getting behind him
1: yeah so next up on the Devil in the Detail podcast uh, it's Paul's amateur report and see what he had to do with the amateur section this week <laughs>
0: Right, well here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report. It's quite a, quite a marathon one this week, there's quite a lot of things to get through. But I'll start off with the coaches being named for the Commonwealth Games Squads. The three countries that are taking part in the Commonwealth Championship. It's the under-23 nines which will take place in Sydney next month and the squads have been confirmed. England will be captained by Wigan St. Patrick's Danny at Riding with Cole Walker-Taylor of Waprow Hornets as vice-captain will compromise of, uh, of a, a really good squad. You know, There's players from all, all over the northwest. and these are the players it's Tyler Spence and Riding, Jack Riding, Danny Riding, sorry, who they're both from Wigan St. Patrick's, Darren Ball, Gavin Roden of Wigan St. Jude's Frankie Holton of Lee Minor Rangers, Walker Taylor and Gregory Howland, Callum Farrier of Waprow Hornet Sam Bagley of Oral St. James, Jake Moore of Westhall, Liam Quinn from Thato Heath Crusaders, Owen Restall and Sam Rochford of the Underbank Rangers, Declan Sheridan of Rochdale Mayfield and Danny Sowerby of Lock Lane. There's a local lad who's been selected for the Wales squad as well that's Blake Turner of Rochdale Hornets, he's in that team. All the games will be played at the Redcliffe Dolphins, Dolphin Oval Stadium and that's at Moreton Bay, Queensland and it will be on Friday the 23rd and Saturday the 24th of February. Pool A compromises of Australia Fiji, Scotland and Wales while England are in Pool B alongside 2000 14 champions Papua New Guinea, Samoa, and Tonga. The fixtures have yet to be confirmed, but we'll keep you up to date with all that AR and Devil in detail. We've got some results from the X max Ball National Cup. These games were played on Saturday the 20th of January. It was Round 1. It was Ellenborough Rangers 12, Wigan St. Cuthbert's 19, Doncaster Tolbar 11, Oldham St. Anne's 13, Oral St. James 18, Upton 6, West Bank 24, Batley Boys 6, Hensingsham against West Hull, Queen's against Haydock, Osset Trinity against Stato Heath Crusades and Wyke against Queensbury were all postponed. Uh, the fixtures for this weekend, the 27th, Saturday the 27th in Round 1. Wyke will play Queensbury on Saturday, the third of February, there is round one fixture between Hensingham and West Hull Queens and Haydock Osset Trinity against Crusaders. Those are the postponed fixtures. Round two, these games were played on Saturday, the third of February, it is Glass. Glasson Rangers versus Wigan St Cuthbert's Oldham St Anne's against East Leeds Oral St James versus Thornhill Trojans Ovendon versus Hunslet Club Parkside and the Eastern Rhinos against the Seaton Rangers on the 10th of February there'll be some round two fixtures between the other sides who are playing the replay so we'll keep you up to date with that nearer the time College Rugby League gets back underway this weekend there's no university games for our local side sorry midweek on Wednesday but there is one game involving the Salford Red Devils they're play, playing the Rugby League College Men's Academy that's down at the AJ Bell Stadium that's on Wednesday the 24th of January and it's probably going to be a half two kick off some more amateur news, we're moving on to the Challenge Cup now. This is the first round of the 2018 Labbrook Challenge Cup this weekend. The, the ties are going to be played on Saturday the 27th of January and there's just one on the Sunday. Rochdale-Mayfield of the Kingston Press side National Conference League Premier Division hosts Division 2 outfit Crossfields in a match that will be streamed live by the BBC. We mentioned that last week. Other key games include the clash in the capital involving London Chargers and Hammersmith-Hill-Hoyce and the Lee-Minor Rangers, who are an outside-the-top flight of the National Conference League for the first time in their history, and might and warriors elsewhere Siddle uh, at Alton Raiders East Leeds for home to Thornhill Trojans and Featherstone Lions entertain Skurlar so we'll give you all the results on next week's amateur report for the Challenge Cup a bit of news involving the Great Britain Masters now. The Great Britain Masters team will, that will host Australia in March will have in their ranks none other than BBC, TV and radio commentator Dave Woods. The 51-year-old has been selected as a red shorter in recognition for his services to Rugby League, including making regular references to the over-35s version of the sport. He said, I am very proud to have been asked to play for Great Britain Masters and i am really looking forward to the game. Masters is doing an excellent job for both Rugby League and for keeping all the players playing the game. The internationals will be played at Lee East Midway through the five-match tour, the full itinerary is: Saturday, the 3rd of March, at Barrow, Craven Park; Wednesday, the 7th of March, Warrington, at Crossfields; and Sunday, the 10th of March, Great Britain, at East uh, Lee East; and Wednesday, the 14th of March, Hull, at the KCOM uh, KCOM Craven Park Stadium, where are play, and on Saturday the seventeenth of March, it's South London Silverbacks at South London. So Australia coming over here to play all those games against all those sides should be really, really exciting to see some of the old masters in uh, in contention there for those uh, those games. Well, before I go this week, I'll just give you the results and fixtures in the friendly game. There's some fixtures coming up this weekend, but before I give you those, I'll give you the results of the weekend just gone. As we know, Warrington beat Sulphur by 18 points to 6. Leeds Rhinos were beaten 16 points to 4 against Castleford in a rerun of the grand final. Mickey Hyam played his final game. Lee Centurions in their pre-season match at home to Wigan Warriors that finished Lee 14, Wigan Warriors 22 Wakefield Trinity beat Huddersfield Giants on Saturday by 26 points to 22 At the KCOM Stadium, Hull FC beat Catalan Dragons 24 points to 10 St. Ellens beat Sheffield Eagles 64 points to 6 on Saturday Dewsbury Rams beat Bradford Bulls 24 points to nil. Swinton had a fantastic result, they won at the Recreation Ground in Whitehaven by 18 points to 10 Featherstone Rovers 22, York City Knights 12 Keithley Cougars nil. Batley Bulldogs 28, Doncaster 16, London Broncos 22, Barrow 16, Oldham 6. And there's just three more, London Scholars 12, Wigan Warriors 54, that was on Friday. And a couple of other games here, Coventry Bears 14, Leeds Rhinos 70 it was on Friday. And finally, Workington Town beat Barrow Select by 82 points to 6. So with there being no game for Salford this weekend now you've just got one blank weekend without Rugby League but if you want to fill your boots and go and watch a match and get your Rugby League fix there is some friendly fixtures coming up this weekend. They start on Friday the 26th of January. Bradford Bulls entertain Toronto Wolfpack. Featherstone Rovers play Leeds Rhinos. Hull Kingston Rovers play London Broncos and St Helens play Leeds Centurions. On Saturday the 27th of January it's London Scholars against London Broncos. Newcastle Thunder against Castleford Tigers. Workington Town against Huddersfield Giants. And finally on Sunday Barrow play Whitehaven. Doncaster play batley old and play keithly cougars swinton lions entertain the wigan warriors that's a game i'm going to try and get to and york city knights take on the huntslet hawks that's it that's all i've got for you this week i shall catch you soon
1: so that was paul's amity report and that brings the end to this week's devil the Detail podcast paul another great show
0: yeah, it was. Really enjoyed it, Rob. Really enjoyed tonight's show. And uh, like we've got a week off now. What are we going to do next week? Are we going to have a, we've got a special with Alan Grice. We're going to put that out next week.
1: Yeah, we'll put that out towards the end of the week, Alan Grice. You interviewed him. You know, a great uh, Salford legend and lots to talk about there. Yes, yeah, certainly was
0: Salford and, and Swinton really and he spoke about his career really well. I met him in the Bali farm and we had a we had a nice cup of tea and a <laughs> and a good chat there and uh, yeah, really enjoyed Alan Grice's chat. So that'll be with you next week.
1: Cool. So don't forget to tune into this week's well uh, the pop up cast pop up podcast with Alan Grice uh, later on in the week. Um, I've been Rob Parkinson, this has been Paul Whiteside. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail S R D. You can find us on Twitter at D I T D S R D and you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes and radio contact. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.
0: today. My Radio Contact.